that you will come to us and uh, you would give us an inheritance in you. Father, we thank you for the commitment to your word. Thank you, Father, for who you are because you are not a man that should lie, not a man that should repent, not the son of man that should repent. Father, we thank you because you are bounded by the word which you've sworn to our fathers. You are bounded by your word which in your mercy and in your insp by inspiration of, your, of the counsel of your will, you swore to the fathers and made promise to give yourself to us. You, you've sworn to deliver yourself to men, for men to carry you. Thank you, Father, for the commitment to that, to that word administration. Father, we thank you for how you've shown mercy to us, Lord. Thank you. We, we just worship you. Thank you, Father, for the move of your spirit which you've made available to bring us into an inheritance which you have set aside for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the commitment which you've given to send the Holy Ghost. Thank you for, for sending the Holy Ghost to us. Thank you, Father, for making us have a way into your kingdom and into your life. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Father. As we are here again today, Lord, we pray that you have mercy on us, that you give us grace in your word. Bread, Father, to eat. Give us bread today. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor and adoration. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And hi, good morning. Can you just take a moment to say hi to your neighbor? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we happy to see one another this morning? Are we, are we excited to 
to say hi to our neighbor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for, for bringing us here again. We thank God for His mercy. Amen. Sorry, I was touching this thing. Touching my beard, but I think now I can move. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm happy to see each and every one of us here. You're welcome to meeting. You're welcome into the presence of the Lord. I'm happy to see you. And uh, I hope we're all doing well. Yes, sir. Hope we're doing good. Yes, we're not too tired. Okay, that's good, that's good. Hope we are uh, being, uh, getting excited in the spirit. Are we excited in the spirit this morning? Okay, that's good. Let's keep the excitement on. It's necessary. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, so we're welcome and uh, we trust that uh, the Lord would have mercy on us again today. Amen. So, how many of us uh, have been blessed so far? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, it's like, it's like when I bend, that's when the echo. Amen. So, I try not to bend as much as possible. I think, I think we're good. Amen. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So sometimes when they are testing mic, that's... I didn't know. Those times when they say, hey, I didn't know. Now I know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And all those times. Like, Hallelujah. I, I, I didn't know. I thought, you know, we're just. Oh, no, we are. We are. But I said, testing the mic. So now I know. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The young shall grow indeed. Amen. Amen. All right, all right. Um, I'm just wanting to start, but for some reason, I don't know. For some reason, there's just, just like a plain land. I'm not too sure um, where to start from. I'm not too sure what I want to talk about today. It's about, it's a bit low, eh? Did you reduce it? Just tiny, tiny, just tiny bit. Not too much. Amen, amen. I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Amen. So I'm tr I'm trying to see where we're gonna go this morning. There's there's been different different waters and I'm like Lord, what is it? So it's more like uh, we are still. It's, I don't I don't I've I've not picked the teaching anointing or anything. It's just there. So we we'll just see we we'll see what we we'll see what the Lord has for us. Amen. So it's by faith too. Right, yeah. 
I guess one thing I would like to do, actually, is I know we've been talking about the kingdom, right? And there's a part that I, that I feel maybe, uh, maybe I should continue. And also, um, I'm looking at the season and the way things are generally. Still in the same area, but I feel the, the work needed to talk about the kingdom or for movement into the kingdom, there has to be some, some teaching, a lot of teaching around that area, right, from different angles. And, you know, I, I, I was almost tempted to move into talking about the building of the Lord. You know, that's what we've been hearing for the past uh, few days, you know, a lot, lot on that. But uh, I just see what the Lord has for us. But um, on Tuesday, we were reading Ephesians chapter chapter 1, yes, we read in Ephesians chapter 1, right? How many of us can remember what we talked about on Tuesday? Um, I think we're, we're, we're seeing things concerning the calling of God, right? right? And then we started talking concerning that calling, right? Uh, defining what true calling is uh, in scripture, right? Not just, not just different callings that we have been able to identify, right? I mean, we Christians, we talk about callings in different ways, right? But not necessarily what the scripture calls the calling of God, right? Uh, what we know mostly is the calling into ministry and then the calling into purpose. What's my calling? Or with respect to purpose, right? But those ones are that are, are earthly dimension of calling in a way. When I say earthly dimension, meaning that they're just... Uh, things we interact with in the natural, right? Okay, like uh, if you have a job, you, know, you have, you know, this, that's what we want to do. But that sense of calling, really, you know, I guess, I guess it's a way of the Lord telling the soul that, see, you cannot, you cannot just live anyhow, right? There is something you're actually made for. And every soul, no matter whether you are born again or not born again, there's a point in time where the heart will just realize, what can I do with my life? That, that question, what, can, what, what should I do with my life? It's actually a, it's a, it's a question from the depth of the soul. With which, no matter what you are doing, the soul will always ask question. What should I do? Why? Because the soul has a calling. The soul has a calling and it's called to inherit something. That's what the calling of the soul is all about, right? It's about inheritance. So whether, whether you're born again or not, the soul will always hear that calling. There's just something about that calling that the soul must answer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The soul is not, is not designed to be used. When the Lord designed the soul, it's not designed to be used for, for some kind of pleasure. Even though the soul is a tool of pleasure. But it's, it's, it's like when the Lord made the soul, the Lord has set it so. The Lord is a setter of things. The Lord set, the, how the Lord works is the Lord set things to be so. So, for example, when he created the angels, he set them so, meaning he set them the way they are. And we see that also in Lucifer, when the Lord called, uh, when the Lord made Lucifer, in the, in the day that he was made, the Lord set him to be the way it should be. These days, it's men that redefine things. 
most of the time, you know, most of the Lord has said things the way they should be already. We would just like excavating and discovery, and we just like, we like man, men are tam men like just tampering with things. That's just what we do. We tamper with things. Check it. We tamper with nature. We tamper with the earth. We tamper with we tamper with anything so ever we can tamper with. And that and that is tied to the cost life. The cost. That's 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 what the the cause is all about, right? You would till the ground. So that tilling the ground is not just farming alone. Men have been tilling ground since God knows how long. They till, till, till until they find iron, iron age show. They till, 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 till they find, uh, after iron age, what happens? There's the iron age where all of a sudden they discover metal. Ah, they start, they, the metal, they use it to start doing, generating weapons, to start killing in, in war. That's what we use metal for. Right. Or the other things, but mostly say, ah, okay, let's start upgrading our weapons of warfare, metals. Right. So men peel, carry metal. Then after that, after the Iron Age, I'm not too, I'm not too educated in all those ages. Right. But I shall know there's Iron Age. And after Iron Age, I know industrialization came in later. Right. But one thing is sure, the more demand till the ground, right we discover and tamper with things because it is tied to the cost life. But there's a blessed life. A blessed life does not follow that order. The cost life will always be tied to tilling, always be tied to sweat. And you check it, that's what men do today. And it is, it is in the heart of God to redeem us from that cost. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there's a, there's, a, there's a blessing that the soul needs to come into, and that blessing is tied, is tied to the calling that is inside the soul. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just still just perusing. Have we, have we prayed? Ah, I've not prayed, though. I, think, I know I prayed earlier, but let me pray proper. Sorry. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, Lord God, we thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for your feeling love. Lord, we pray that as we go into the word today, that you will show mercy to us. Father, us direct us where you want us to go. Lord, I pray for your spirit to rest upon each and every one of us, for us to be positioned to receive your blessing this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray and I come under your spirit and under the direction of your spirit today to lead us in the word. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would Help my heart to connect with your spirit. That you will help my heart to align with your spirit this morning. That you will help my heart to, to submit totally. I, I submit myself to you. I commit myself into your hands. Lord, I, I come under in all meekness and lowliness of heart. I come under your spirit afresh. I submit to you again. And again, Lord, I pray that your spirit will rest upon us this morning. Help, help my tongue to speak as the tongue of a ready writer. Father, make my tongue the tongue of a ready writer this morning. And give me wisdom to find words in your, in your word. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we, when I was talking about the cost life, right, and 
talking tiny to the to the calling of the soul. So there's what the soul is okay, so the, the blessed life right, is tied to the calling of the soul because the soul is called to be blessed. The soul was not called to be cursed, right? The soul is not was not initially designed to carry the cursed life. It was disobedience that brought about the cursed life, right? The soul was called into blessing. Amen. Amen. And the funny thing is that the soul was actually made with blessings. Right? It was initially, when Adam was made, he was a blessed soul. Adam was a blessed man. And how do you know Adam was blessed? Because Adam had Christ in him. It was not, it was not, it was not something that needed to be unveiled initially, but instead of Adam, there was not a need for Christ. Right? Because he was a living soul. He was created, right, for blessing. And as he was created, he was created, right, to begin to learn the things of God to, so that it can take the life of God. <laughs> Amen. So when I say he had Christ, you know, the first sense we go, I wouldn't ask Christ because Christ had to come and die and then. <laughs> that's, and, again, and that's the point. Because Christ would not have needed to come, neither would he have needed to die if Adam did not fall from grace. If Adam did not fall, he wouldn't have needed to die. Abby? The reason why Jesus, although God already knew from the foundation that, of course, all these things will happen, so the lamb was already slain from the foundation. But even at that, the Lord did not design Adam, right, to, to need, to be in need of a Christ. No, a Christ is a, is a savior. A Christ is a, how do I put it, a Christ is, is the, ah, what's that word? A Christ is the, let me, is a Christ is a reconciler. Right? A Christ is he who has the ministry of returning the heart of the children to the fathers. And a Christ is a mediator. Right? Mediating for a, for a, mediating a better covenant and a better testament. Right? which initially was not needed. It wasn't. Because Adam was not yet, Adam was not yet Noah. Adam was not yet Set. Jem. Uh, Set. Okay, that was the beginning of Set. So uh, Noah, Am, right? Japheth. And, and there were three. Uh, Am, Shem and Japheth. <laughs> Shem was set. Shem. <laughs> so, those three, Adam was not yet those three. Then Adam was not yet Abraham. Adam was not yet Isaac. Adam was not yet Jacob. Right? Adam was not yet Israel. Adam was all these things inside. You know that 
Adam was not. Adam is from Adam that you find Israel. Right? So if you want, if you, if you want to check who Israel is, Israel is the disintegrated Adam. Israel, although Israel found mercy, right? Although it was Abraham that found mercy, right? Abraham found mercy, then the blessing moved to Isaac, then the blessing moved to Jacob, then the blessing moved to Israel, right? Then the blessing inside Israel decided to locate Benjamin and Manasseh, okay, okay, all right, who? It's like they, don't, they distributed blessing in a way to all Israel. You notice at the end of Genesis when uh, they began to bless all the children, they spread the blessing across all Israel, right? But either ways, the blessing still found a way to bring forth Christ. The blessing is all about Christ. The blessing, right, is more. It's, if you check the, the direction of the blessing, it's Christ. Because it came, they passed it on to Isaac, then to Israel. Then out of Israel, you began to look for, where, where can I come, right? Initially, right, if you check it, it was to come from, I would say, I don't know, maybe you guys can correct me. You, you are at least think it to come from Ephraim and Manasseh, or if not that, you think it will come from at least uh, Levites, Leviticus, you know, who in a way after, you know, Israel, you, know you notice there's something about blessing. It moves around. It's looking. Because that's what it looks for. It was moving around. So in all Israel, even though they were, the blessing was spread around, the blessing was just moving and moving and moving. Okay, okay, where will I come forth? Then all of a sudden, it found mercy in Judah. Say, ah, okay, let me rest here. Then out of the tribe of Judah, came forth he who is, who loved God, is a man who is after God's heart. So the blessing is looking for a sign of God. Does that make sense? So the blessing was what? Was looking for a sign of God. So what blessing follow really is God. Anything that, when you, when you look at it, is godly. That's what blessings follow. Amen. Amen. So the blessing was looking, was looking, and was looking, and was looking. He said, where will I come from? Okay, who's blessed? Okay, Levites are blessed now. Okay, Levites, take the, take the, take the Leviticus priesthood. Take the, take the order of the priesthood. I'll give it to you. I'll give you an everlasting covenant of the priesthood. Take it. But even, at, even though they have an everlasting covenant, they still didn't, this, it wasn't still there that the seed the blessed seed came out of. You would have thought that it would be from there. But the Leviticus priesthood, they, they fell short. Praise the Lord. The Leviticus priesthood, what? Fell, fell short. How? Check it. How, as, as you know, before Israel had a king, we had the priest. The priest are pretty much like judges. Over the nation. We have Moses the first, right? Then after that, Moses left to give it to Joshua, right? Then Joshua was leading Israel. But 
Joshua also had an help who's of the, because the, the prophets, or let me say the law, right? And the prophet, you always see it in near Christ. They're always, they're always near, right? So you have the law, right? We can say Moses, the law, right? Pass on to Joshua. Right? But you needed a, a priesthood also, right? So you have uh, the son of Aaron, or what's his name? Uh, uh, okay, so after uh, Nadab and Abihu died, you have Eliaza, right? And uh, Eliaza and uh, I forgot his last name. How I many of us can remember? You don't know the names? Ah! Aaron's sons, yes. There are four Nadab, Abihu, Eliaza, and Itama. Thank you. Itama, yes. So there's Itama, right? So after, after uh, Aaron died, the, the baton was passed to Eliezer, right? So Eliezer was standing beside Joshua. Then Joshua started leading Israel. And then Israel, right, was under the judges for a season. But most, most importantly, you always have a prophet and a law. You always have the, prophet, the law and the prophet. You always have them around Israel. They, 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 don't, they can't do anything without the law. And then they also need a prophet every time. right? Because the prophet brings forth the word. It, the law and the prophet is to shape Israel in righteousness. right? So that's when you see the law and the prophet is always around Israel. Making sure that you follow, you follow, you follow what the Lord is saying. You follow the words of the Lord. So I'm not surprised why the foundation is built upon the foundations of the apostles and, and prophets, right? But then, but, but we also have the laws and the prophet, right? So uh, I, I'm not surprised. So there's, there's a way the Lord just sets the law and the prophet. Well, it's for Israel. It's to put them in order. Make sure that they are not devoid of God's voice and they have his law. In case, in case because you can have the law, and still forget about it. But you can't ignore a prophet. The, mo- the moment you do so, they know, they know. They know that you can't ignore a prophet. The moment you ignore a prophet, you have, you have set yourself to, to doom. It's doom. The moment the prophet comes, everybody fear prophet then. Today, nobody fear prophet again. <laughs> even, even prophets, we have, we have, you know, just misandered all kinds of things so that when the prophet comes, everybody will start looking. What kind of prophet are you? <laughs> Let's wait and see. In short, even if you call yourself a prophet, everybody, you are a prophet. It's like they've stained that name. Do you want to call yourself a prophet? Problem. You are a prophet? Okay, well, the first thing, okay, what can you perform? Okay, can you do miracles? Uh, okay, a prophet, okay, okay. See, I'll say a word now. Let me see if it will come, come to my. Say, say now. You know, before we used to be afraid of. Prophets even say before because the prophets themselves they are afraid of saying because they feared because they know what does says the Lord carries. But now they want to show. No, say, no, and no those commentary. The prophet of the Lord is coming. He's coming. He's coming. Oh, the prophet has started the man and the Lord and the prophet of the, of the Most High God is about to prophesy. 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 Prophet. Prophesy. <laughs> when I see those things. I'm like Jesus is Lord. It's like it's like you don't know the fear. Just is he a show? Are we watching a show? We're watching a movie or something. 
This is actually sacred. The voice of the Lord is, is sacred and it's, it's weighty. When you now check it, you now realize that the, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord is not as strong. I mean, it's, it is individual, when you check it individually, but in the, in the church, in the body, there's something about that that is not as strong as it used to be. When you look at it now, what you see mostly are just gifts. You see, it's hardly will you see a prophetic office these days. I'm sure there are still, just that they are scarce. Scarce. What you see is the moment you have a gift, prophet, prophet. The moment you have the gift of descending of spirit, right? Or, or all we have too. It's not even prophet. We have foretellers. So and, and is there, I, I, I think I think Reverend was teaching recently even this uh, uh, northeastern because and he mentioned those things. I'm like, ah, I thought about it again. I'm like it's true. There's actually a difference between foretelling and prophecy. Totally two different things. Just because you're about to you can predict tomorrow does not mean you know why a newborn believer can predict tomorrow. Why? Because they shall dream dreams. And they can have vision. So it's not just about God Lord showing what's about to happen tomorrow, then you are a prophet. No. It's much more than that. You, you have to you want to see what the prophet is, you have to look into scripture, see the prophetic nature, see the prophetic dealing, see all these things. I'm praying by mercy that all these things will be restored in the body, in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm seeing how important they are. When you have prophetic office, it actually sets the body straight, just like it sets Israel straight. The law and the prophet. You see, when you have the prophetic office, and the Lord is the Lord has prophets. These are what they have to say today. People don't want to hear. You know, Mahalo Fen Master. You know, you know that the prophets these days, they're not talking too much about what you need anymore. They're not talking too much about the Lord giving you your house and cars. You see prophets doing things like that, but those are not prophets. So let me, let me not say those, are not, those activities are not prophetic activities. They are foretelling. Gift of the Spirit can be at play. Right? But when you have the prophetic voice, prophet, just see the, the man. You know that the Lord, when, you have, when prophets come, the Lord has come. That's, that's pretty much the, the way it is back in those days. So the body needs the voice of the prophets, the voice of apostles. I, I know the, our pastor taught some a series recently, a long time ago. I think last year about we need we need the voice of apostles and prophets, and it's true. It's true, because foundations are built upon. You see, you see the New Testament, the order, upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. You see that that ministry, you can't remove it from the body. You need apostles laying. The, the, the work of an apostle is to lay. This, the prophets the, are the architects in the spirit to tell, prophesy what apostles will begin to lay. They can, they can lay. So these days, prophets, what they have to talk about is about the salvation of your soul. Prophets that you see today are prophets of souls. 
prophet that can get the soul to hear the call of God. Prophet that can prophesy to the soul to tell the soul what its destiny is. Prophet that can tell the soul, see, think about heavenly things. Don't just think about your own. Don't just look at, look at, look at what you have to get. Look more to the destiny that you have. Prophet that can prophesy souls into destiny. Not destiny about making cars and homes. Prophet that can prophesy souls into their spiritual destiny, which is all that matters. Which is all that matters. Those, those are the prophets we need in these days. Praise the Lord. So we see that the Lord is always keeping the prophets, right? And the law beside Israel to set Israel straight, right? And then after a while, you begin to see that prophets, right? Uh, the Lord didn't remove. So after a while, Israel started demanding for a king, right? Israel started demanding for a king. But before then, you realize that the Leviticus priesthood, right? Leviticus priesthood had, had a stand in Israel because they had the ordinances of God, right? And when you check it, most of the time, prophets are always around them. Most of the time, they are always around. Most of the time, you have a prophet that is also a priest. That's actually how it is. So you have the prophetic office around the the Leviticus priesthood. So you see, like it's like the Lord merging both the law and the prophet together, right? You see that. And then after a while, Israel demanded for a king, and the Lord told, told, okay, before ah, let me before they even demanded for a king, right? They asked for a king in the time of Samuel, right? What I wanted to now say is how the Leviticus order fell out of grace, right? Is that. During the time of Eli, his sight began to go dim, right? And then the light in the holy place also began to go dim because the, the, the priest is the sight of the nation. The moment the eye goes dim, the eye of the people will definitely go dim. Definitely. So it's, I'm not surprised that later they start asking for a king. Right? Started asking for a king. But before then, the Leviticus order, it's as if they still had the blessing. Almost like, almost like they had the blessing. And then Eli, during the time of Eli, Eli fell. When I say Eli fell, meaning that the society went dim. He couldn't instruct the nation properly. Even the nation were sad because the, the sons were wayward. They were stealing things they were not supposed to steal. Sacrifice that belongs to God, and then they chop up. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Crooks. And then the Lord told him, say, because you have not put your sons in order. And he said, now go and set your, I'm going to take everything away from you. Right? And after a while, war broke out. What's the name of the people that fought them? I don't know, I always confused the Midianite and the Philistine. And the Philistines came. Right? The Philistines came, and after that, they killed his sons. Then Eli too died. After hearing the news, ah, he broke his neck and fell. The moment that happened, 
What happened? Degradation to the Leviticus order. Almost as if the priesthood disappeared. But it, wasn't, it was still there, right? Because imagine, Eli is dead. Two sons, are these two? Yeah, I think they are two, died. So, but you know that it, it is the, 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 the Levite have the ordinances, and it must be so, the Levites, Aaron and his sons, that must have the Leviticus order, right? So after they've vanished there, what else? Now had Samuel. The Lord was preparing Samuel. So the moment they fell, the, before, the Lord already knew. So before they, they were moved, the Lord was already talking to, were calling Samuel, right? And I know that Eli was also a prophet is because he knew the sign of the prophetic movement. So when Samuel began to talk to me, I heard, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Second time, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Third time, ah! It's like the Lord has moved to this boy. Because he himself is not hearing God again. Now said, so, when you hear the voice, say to the Lord, thy servant, speak for thy servant hear it. If you know how to respond. So that means that the Lord has also been speaking to him. Which he then knows the rest of speak for thy servant hear it. Say, whatever the Lord tell you, please tell me. That's to tell you something. That he's, he, has, he knew that something has shifted. I can't hear it, but this is, he is now hearing God. So whatever the Lord, it's almost as if he knew that something is about to come to him too. Because you know that the Lord has moved, has, crossed, has passed over you to something else. Ah! It's like my time is up. See, please, whatever I tell you, please tell me. Please, whatever. Just. Um, what I'm surprised about is that after the Lord told Samuel what is going to happen, he just said, let the Lord, let it be as the Lord wills. I'm like, the Lord said he's going to remove simply because you did not put your sons in order. Why can't you just repent and put your sons in order? You just left it like that. Right? Most of the time, that's the attitude we, too, we can take. Whereby maybe the Lord is saying, I want you to correct this. Then the first thing you start doing is start condemning about, oh Lord, I can never be good. Whatever you will. No. No. They say, okay, see, the, the reason why I am doing this is because you have not. I have not. Okay, can I now, Lord? Yes, you can. Simple. You'll be so surprised. This is why the Lord brought it to you just so that you can be doing what? Okay, that thing that you have not. Ah, that means that there's. Not, if you look at the way the Lord speaks most of the time, for example, when the course life was coming, the Lord told Adam, so you will toil. Right? Out of sweat will you bring forth. The Lord was not cursing him. The Lord was telling him the result of the fruit he ate. See, this is what this thing is going to But we saw it, right? The Lord, but it was not a curse. If you check God, God didn't curse him. Ah, you disobey me, I curse you. No, the Lord did not curse him. The Lord just said, ah, yeah, this is what. Now imagine, because you have not oh, no, put your sons in order, I would. Simple. Can I go and put my sons in order? Like, uh, what's that? Uh, I know my wife will know this story. of Because uh, I, know, I know you and uh, I think Lisa used to talk about this one. Uh, there's this story about the... I know, we, we've heard it. I forgot. I don't know what the name is. The man that the Lord said, put your house in order. I'm about to... Hezekiah. Thank you. He said, put your house in order. I'm taking you. What did he, what did he do? He, said, he went back to the Lord and said, ah, ah. Lord, 
Have mercy on me. See what I have done. Look at all these things in your name. Will you have mercy? Then the Lord sent the same prophet he sent to tell him your time is up. He said, okay, I have added. You see the heart that the Lord is looking for. So what the, what the Lord is looking for most time is just a heart change. Just, all that I'm looking for is just a change of heart. Right? Just, can you just change your heart and just do the right thing? Hmm? Forget about your, okay, you've made a mistake, there's nothing we can do. Now, can you do the right thing? That's all that matters. Amen. So Eli forgot about that and then said, no. And then what happened? Samuel took the priesthood. After taking off the priesthood, right? Well, I'm going to say the priesthood. He took off the prophetic office. Because after then, you don't see the priesthood again. It's almost, it's almost as if it was silent in a way. You know, maybe you see, but it's almost as like it disappeared. They all don't have, they just have the prophet. So Samuel was now the judge over Israel. You now see that the, Levi, the, Levi, the, the Levite, in a way, somehow lost the blessing. Right? So the Lord, inside that, the, the blessed seed was still looking. Was still looking for, where will, where, will, where will I come out? Where will I land? Okay, Levite, I was surprised. Ah, perhaps maybe I was supposed to come out of here because you have the heart of God. You know why? They, they gave them the, 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 the everlasting covenant was because they were, it was, uh, Eliezer was jealous for God. When, when the, the Moabites, right? Uh, where did Moses come from? His father, Jethro. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a Midianite priest. Hey, I was trying to remember, a Midian. And so the Midianites and the Moabites, they are both, I, 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 it's like, well, in my own sense, from what I've read in scripture, it's almost like they're the same. Because, because I was reading it, I was, and I realized that when Moses actually came from, with the, the you know, the Jet, Jethro was a priest, was the same place where Balak came from. It's not like ah, uh-uh. it's like in that Midian and Moab, it's like that plain. It's like the plain of prophets, priests were there. So where we now found Balak, it's not, we're not, it's not surprising that Balak is from there. It's, and there's another thing there that they mentioned. I can't remember inside scripture. But in a way, just almost like the Midianites. It's like the Midian land. They have sight about prophetic things. And things about the things of God, they just have it. Then the king of Moab, right, call, called Balak, right? <laughs> but let me, let me not digress quickly. But the summary is, after the Balak, the king of Moab, right, called Balak, can you please curse these people? He tried to curse them. He couldn't. So why could I cause who God has not caused? So God told him, you cannot cause them, but bless them. Why? Because the blessing was resting upon Israel. You see, even though, even though the blessing is looking for where to come out from, is in Israel. It has not, you, you, you are still looking for it. It's still moving, right? But the, what the blessing is tied to is he that is doing the will of God. That's what the blessing is tied to. The blessing is tied to what? To doing the will of God. Anything that has anything that has the smell of God, blessing is tied to it. So I'm not surprised if you are born again. And you are blessed. You know what those things we used to confess? I am blessed. I am really blessed. You are not blessed because you have many houses. You are not blessed because you have a thousand cattle upon the hill. You are not blessed because of that. The reason why you are blessed is that you have God. 
Your blessing, your number one blessing is the Holy Ghost. When you say count your blessings, the first blessing you should count is the Holy Ghost. Ah, what's my ah, Holy Ghost? Thank you for, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's a blessing. But blessing did not end there. We'll get to it later, right? But you see that the blessing was tied to the people of God because there was an oath upon Israel. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Lord took, the Lord took, it's like today's a story day. Like the Lord took, Lord took Israel, right? Gave them the blessing. Then when the, the, the prophet came, the, the, the deadly prophet called Balaam, Balaam, the deadly prophet, he who knows how to curse. And when he curse, the curse will stay. If, if, Balak did, if Balaam did not have a reputation, Balak would not seek Balaam. Why, 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 why this man come and curse them for me? It's because he knows that that guy called Balaam has a, has a secret. He knows that, okay, Israel, they are tied to God. See what you've done to the nations. Okay. Balaam, you have, with, with his eyes open, seeing the visions of God. Okay. Okay. So, in a way, you, it's like you have the, the, the manual, the what? The blueprint of how to touch that God and this people. It's like, it's like you, okay, let me call you. I know, and, and I know that God, that God too. Maybe they have heard of Adam and they've heard our hand. Maybe, ah, it's like there's a way you can access course in, in him. It's a way that you can access it. Oh, yeah, Balaam, come and cause these people for me. And then Balaam came and said, let me cause them. No, 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 no. What I tell you is what you say. You can't cause them. They are blessed. So instead of causing them, you got to bless them. Because that's what's upon the people. So the moment, the moment they left, we now know that something happened to Israel, right? Is that all of a sudden, we saw that they moved into the Moabites. They were taking the women, sleeping with them, committing abomination unto God. Right? And then Eliezer came. Because there was a man, I forgot that name. There's a, they put that, that name was Ringi, I forgot the name now. He took a woman, a Moabite woman. Almost like publicly, I think that was the sense I was getting, but I'm, I forgot it now. He was sleeping with her. Then... Eliezer took the, his javelin. Anger! Move! <laughs> Struck the man and the woman. And because of that, the Lord said, Ah! Because of this thing, I'll give you an everlasting covenant. Right? So the Lord swore, right, to him. Right? He swore to him. It's almost like he received blessing. But if you check it, he was jealous for God. Because he was seeing, what he saw was an ungodly thing. That should not be amongst Israel. So you now see that it's a smell of God. So what was coming inside of him was, this is godly, God, anger. Trying to say, ah, okay. It's almost like a display of a man after God's heart. Then God gave him a blessing. What can provoke God to blessing is when you can touch his heart. When you touch his heart, you can provoke blessing. And to touch his heart is not difficult to. It's not difficult you just have to know how to please him. Just know how to please him. There are things that please him. If I want to go into the Old Testament, I say to please God, just do his commandment. It's applicable now too. But to do commandment, we now know that there are other things involved. Right? We have to please. To please, ah, there are things involved. In pleasing, we have to know faith. We have to, we have to live by faith. We have to know righteousness. 
They will have to do what is right. And in doing what is right, there's a whole lot of war ongoing. You know, I know that, ah! To talk God's heart. It's not hard, though. But there are ways. There are a lot of things. There are mit, mit, milit, is it? Ah, what's that word? Mitigating against you. <laughs> it's, it's mitigating. Yeah. Things mitigating. Spirit warring. Why? They don't want you to touch the heart of God. Because they know the moment you touch it, blessing will, will begin to land. Will begin to land. Will begin to land. Amen. So Israel, then, Israel left, right? Okay, so the Lord gave Eliezer the, the covenant thing. Almost like the blessing moving upon him, right? Then later, we now realize that it was Balaam that taught the, the Moabites how to cast a stumbling block against the children of Israel. You know, initially, when that happened, we didn't know it was not said. It was later, after, after, 20, 23, after 20, chapter 23 of Numbers, that's later we discovered that the prophet, who knows how to access course, actually gave Balak a wisdom. You can access course, but there's a way. See, I can't cause them. I don't know why Balak has the wisdom of course. That guy, fear, fear Balaam. The guy just told him, you know what? There's a way to do this thing. Just get them to offend their God. And there's a way to offend him. See these women. Let them entice these men. Let them begin to commit adultery and fornication. See that nature. Because there's no way they will be committing all those things, right? And then somehow they will not touch their gods. Check it. How many people have gone a warring against the women of other nations that didn't save their God? I, I doubt. And then you see why God was angry. See, the moment you move into the land, make sure you wipe out everybody. There must not be a sign of them and their God. Wherever you see their altar, burn it. See this thing, don't let a, a, a peace. God called them cost, cost things. They are cost. Anything that belongs to their God, or they, they, they say they are cost. Make sure you don't touch it. Don't burn it. Throw it away. Don't, don't come near it. So God is jealous for Israel. See, I am a jealous God. Please, don't serve any other God before me. So, now see that Eliezer was after God's heart. Jealousy. Ah, no, you can't do this. Pa! He took blessing. Then, go to Samuel. Eli has fallen, right? Now it's up to Samuel. Then Samuel was now a judge over Israel. Then Israel said, see, Samuel, we need a king. Look at all the other nations. They have kings. We too, we need a king. Hengar is a king. Then the Lord told Samuel, see, it's not you they rejected, it's me. Don't worry, give them a king. Then they found Saul. Problem. See, the blessing of the Lord is tied to who can access his heart. Why? Because the Lord is always looking, because he wants to confer blessing on such. He wants to confer blessing on such. He wants to confer blessing on those that are panting after his heart. Then, okay, God chose Saul. Saul was supposed to be after God. Why? Because God does not do anything outside blessing. If you, ha if you will have a priest, 
he must be a priest after his heart. If he will have a, a high priest, he must be a high priest after his heart. If you have, okay, you are not supposed to have a king, but now you're asking for a king. It must be a king after his heart. Anything that is tied, it must be a man after his heart. Because that thing about his heart is tied to his blessing. So they began to, they began to call. They began to call. Please stay with me. Let's continue. Amen. Amen. So, began to call for a king. Give them a king. After giving them a king, praise the Lord, then somehow Saul fell. After falling, the Lord was looking for another. Who, who, who? Then God told Samuel, go and find a man. Go to the house of Jethro, right? So, Jesse. Is it, is it Jesse? I thought Jesse was the grandfather of David. No way he says the father is Jesse. Obed, yes. Thank you. I, was, I saw, Jesse was my wife, like, was it Jesse? It's Jesse. Go to the house of Jesse. I have found a man after my own heart. Then he looked, then he found David. After I looked for all FT men, the men that, when you look after the, after the manner of men, you see these men are blessed. Mosul. You know what we call, what we call blessed are things like that, like Mosul, like Fat, height, tall, dark, and handsome, and fresh. Those who call blessing. When, a, when, a, when, a, when, when, when a, a, a lady is trying to marry, you look for tall, dark, and handsome. You now realize that the Lord does not always give tall, dark, and handsome. The Lord does not always. And, and here's the thing. I know there are tall, dark, and handsome, but the problem of the matter, the, the truth of the matter, no problem. The truth of the matter is that those that want tall, dark, and handsome, the Lord mostly don't give them tall, dark, and handsome. The Lord will probably just give them somebody else. And then the person that does not like Todd that can answer, the Lord will take. <laughs> Even in the natural, God is trying to tell us, see, my ways are not your ways. I don't think the way you think. Don't call what is blessed cursed. Don't call what is cursed blessed. It's the man says that can do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's what is the... Is is man's sense that does that that will be calling what is what is a uh, cost blessed? So when we see muscle, all those things, you know, these days, no one will translate those muscle into cars, money, uh, house, that mo- job, uh, that money. One, I know I will emphasize it because it's a problem. Money is a problem that is chasing men. Everywhere, everywhere. Money, money, money. Go after money. Take money. Pick money. Go money. Every money. Everything. Money, 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 money. This money thing. Ah! Why, Sha? You must shall die to it. Money, 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 money. Think by money. Eat by money. Do everything by money. But the Lord is saying that money is not you. It's not money. Money does not answer it all things. In short, money is a problem on the earth. It's just, to us, it's just, that's what everybody's going after. Right? Money, 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 money. That's the muscle. But the Lord, when, 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 when we are going after God, we tie God to the muscle. We tie God to the money, we tie God to the house, we tie God to the car, we tie God to everything, everything. God, God, okay. 
You see Christians, faith, full of faith. What they are using faith for? Money. Their own things. When I see that, I'm happy. If I can see anybody that is at least following the Holy Ghost, I'll still give thanks. I'll give thanks to God. Right? I don't know, just like a, it's just like a subconscious thing that just, once in a while, I just check. You'll be so surprised. Before, maybe you used to think, maybe you're just learning what the righteousness, and then there's some people are just, ah, okay, you should be a child of God, you should not be. It's not like that now. You know, before then, you have to be like, no, change, change. Now, calm down. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't chase. I don't, okay, that's what you like. No problem. The Lord be with you. I don't get, I don't, I don't get vexed again. You don't tell maybe, maybe I was like Eliezer that. Ah, why is that? Why everything? All, you know, you see, men. If you see the way people are gunning for money, this money thing. It's the reason why people will go for masters, go for PhD. Is the reason why? Why? Is there anything wrong in going for master? No. Is there anything going in for you know for all those certifications? No. But when you now check the motivation, now realize that there are two things involved: name and money. That's what we lost for. Check out. You know. Maybe I'm having conversation and we are oh, you know what? I'm just going to go to school and, and then okay, okay, so I'm just that I'm not, you know, and the thing is, the, the thing is that the information just flow. And the person who self talking will not even have an idea that they've said anything. Well, because of the abundance of the heart, they might speak it. I know when maybe you are joking and all those things, but I can tell that you are, when you are not joking because I can see where the trajectory of your life is going. You know what? When you are saying something, I know your trajectory of life is not going there. I know you are joking. You get, maybe, for example, maybe we can be gisty about money. Ah, you know, that guy get money. You know, just, you are just talking and just gisty and making jest. Right? But it's different. <laughs> different when you don't know that the trajectory of that, that, that soul, looking there, that, the, the way the soul is moving, the water of that soul is money. Like the spirit of the Lord move upon the upon the upon the face of the waters. <laughs> it is the spirit. It is the it is the spirit of money that is moving upon the <laughs> upon the face of money. <laughs> you see, now realize that man. See, is I thank God for mercy for to be able to know that there's actually a different way to live. This thing I'm saying, we may not appreciate it too much. You don't know what God has done for you. You have no idea. There are people that, that say they don't like money like that, but they still don't have the sense of righteousness. Somehow they, start, they, are, still, they are still slaves to the money thing. See, that money thing, you get layer. There are layers. You see people that tell you we are Christians. We don't we serve God and every other thing will be added. No, we love we just serve God, serve God, we serve God. But check it. In the depth of their heart, there is something. It's not it may not to them it may not even be visible. Until they begin to bring the light of Christ. Let's check it. They, they now see that wait oh, wait oh. This place that I thought I was holy and humble and I'd have no tie to money. Ah, ah, it's like there are some things, there are some love there tied to money. 
Lord, have mercy. Now realize that you think that because just, just being able to, to not associate life and God with money, it takes a whole lot of grace. To be honest, I don't think the light of milk has the capacity for that. And that's why no matter, no, matter, no matter how powerful you are in milk, if the spirit have not led you, you know it's possible for the spirit to lead you into righteousness. Right? So there's a way you can have the dealings and then the word will come later. If you have not been led into that place, you see that deliverance from money, you can never be free totally. Can't that money thing. Some of us here, we are still trying to deliver ourselves from that, that sense. But we, and, and we know that the Lord has washed us plenty. So you are telling me after this much washing, we are st- ah, the Lord be praised. So, so and I wonder that, okay, for those that, that have no sense of these things at all, what is happening? And then you can, are you not just telling me that you just be over money? No. Whether you like it or not, at the back of your mind, something is still there. So maybe when you are going for PhD, masters, be like, there are things that I can entice there, maybe. I'm not talking about different muscles that we see. It's muscles that got me here. Anyways, you see, maybe you see, you see, you know, let me just go for my masters. Secretly, secretly, hearts like that thing. PH. PH, that's professional engineer. What else? Professional geologist, then MBA. The common one now is MBA. You have MBA now. Ah, just put uh, on LinkedIn. Um, um, Johnson Gide, CCP, PPP, <laughs> PMP, SSC, CIC, PPA, then MBA. You see all those things. Pumps. Now I'm not saying I know now that I've said this now. You'll be afraid to write all those PP or I'm not saying you should not write your name there. <laughs> I'm not saying you should not put PP. I'm just I'm just talking about the depth of the art. I'm not I'm not stopping you. But if the Lord commits you not to his glory to God too. But I'm t- I'll tell you that once you see once you see all those people, you know it is. Do you know that souls actually glad in those things? Souls are glad. What do you see? I just, I just have MBA. You see there. That MBA one is serious. You know. Souls. Well, most people can't do many things now. That MBA is the most the next thing. I, I think it's easy to get that. Compared to others, because others you may have, because it's business, right? MBA, Master of Business Administration. And anybody can do business. Right? So, MBA is a common one, and just MBA. And I want to just, want to just when I want to talk, I just finished my MBA. I just finished, you know. Even, even uh, some masters don't even have, don't have a physician and guy like that MBA one. Yeah? I remember those, those are our, when I was in school, those are our uh, PhD. I know hey, Uncle Stephen did uh, the masters too. It's like, see, they are all, they are all glory. See, so you know that's sophisticated, right? You know, it is, it's, it's, well, master, you know, there's, you know, there's, okay, I did master. 
they all must have died suffering inside lab. He's <laughs> suffering. So by the time they come out, honestly, There's a, there's a, there are some masters with stature. There are some masters that, you know, they just pack them and go, even though we know you have masters. You know, there are some masters that when you mention it, it's almost like there's nothing to eat safe. Right? And, and you know, some engineering masters too, the way the world is that time, they themselves, they know that there's nothing there. They don't want to quickly do it because they need to do it to be a professor. They want to be professors. And as professors, there are things you must have. Most of the people that are doing engineering masters that time, that I know, they all want to be professors. And that one, so they know it's their suffering. So every time they are in lab and all those things, suffer. No money, nothing. When they graduate, there's no even too much. There's no even too much celebration around them. I even go, well, they even graduated with us. They did not do any masters. The way they even, the way they even do the ceremony, you even know they did masters. You just know they are graduating. <laughs> the, only, the only difference is on the day of convocation. Is it convocation or valedictory? Uh-huh. And then when you now see the, their own. When we, when we are wearing our own garment, we are just a, a science bachelor. Nothing. We have nothing. We just, it's just that, that I, won't, I, don't, I won't call it lapel. We just wear one color like that. But for masters, you just see, they give them one belt. I'll put a belt here. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's more like a consolation. So for all your hard work, we can't just let you wear the same thing these guys are wearing. Okay, let's put belt on you. Just give them one belt like that. And then they got And that belt is if you know, you know. If you don't know, nobody, nobody will tell. So they, 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 ah, okay, wait. It's like there's a difference between this one and that one. That one has like a... Like a badge, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's probably different. That's how you know. The movie, when you are doing P, there's a master, the PhD, it's like two. There's one, and then they add another one to just tell you no. But there are some masters that when you mention it like this, his name. His name. It's online. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an MBA. MBA. I'm an MBA holder. I'm a master in uh, business administration. You know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a certified chartered uh, professional accountant, CCPA. I am a, you know, you just you just be seeing all the all the labels, you just see names. So is it is that, and then the promise of the name, because once you have MBA, there's almost like a promise that money will just flow, follow you where you go. And then you, you see Christians say it is like, let's go get our money. Our money. We must go get the money. Let's get the moolah. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing difficult for God to do. God can move money into your hand. There's nothing wrong in having money. God can move money into your hands. But one thing I know about the Lord too is that there's something about money that the Lord, it's like a principle the Lord set concerning believers that will handle money. I will see it in Israel. One thing is that you must learn to let it go. One is give your tithe. Apart from your tithe, now bring offerings. 
Right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a sense around, it's like the Lord is just protecting. He can prosper them, make them what? Wait, give your time. Right? It's almost like, and then you see, we also learned, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down. Press down, together, running over. You give, hey, it shall be given. Know that song, I've been, we have been singing it since I was a child. I remember that song. But that giving, you know, it's not really about the money. You know why? Because what the Lord wants to give you is more than the money. Giving, giving, it's almost like a, it's, it's like a law in the spirit. For God gave. God is the first giver. For God so loved you that he gave. So God gave his son. There's a, there's a, there's, there's a law in the spirit. In the kingdom of God, there's a way to gain. You must lose. So you now see that kind of training around almost everything the Lord is doing. You want to gain life, lose it. You want to gain money, lose it. So initially, before we started, we started understanding the word of righteousness, one thing that, we were, that the Lord was teaching the body too was how to give. You see, you see testimonies of the Lord instructing souls. The last $5 in your pocket, give it as offering. Then you give it, and then the Lord will bless them. Yeah. And, they, and then people, people will mostly think it's all about just... That's, that's the demonstration of the Spirit. Yeah. The Lord was... God is demonstrating to... You know, it's, it's God, God will deliver us from blindness. So. Yeah. Right? Well, we didn't know, so... Right? But right in front of our eyes, the Lord is demonstrating how to gain his life in things we are doing. That is why anybody that would have God must pray for mercy. You know why? These things of God, they are hidden. Unless God have mercy on you, you can never know God. God might be parabolating around you, playing and dancing in front of you. Holy Ghost can come, just play in front of you, move you. And all you see is just your own thing. You will not see anything about God in it. But everything the Lord is doing, the Lord has been talking to us since. Eh? The Lord will test people. Donate. You see, testimonies, give the last. The Lord is t- teaching us something. The way to gain is to give. Meaning that you don't, you don't lose anything in giving. The Lord is telling us that you don't actually lose anything in giving. So everybody that is fighting, offering, tithes, no, you know all those says. I don't ever talk about that area, but I don't know. Today is like we are just nearing it. Just all those people that know Bible now. That know that it's the Old Testament that there's offering and tithes now. There's no in the New Testament for all of those that know. There's something that they lack, spiritual sense. It is clear, wherever their revelation is coming from. It's low. It's not from God. I can tell you that. Why? It's because that, that, that revelation does not speak anything about the nature of God. Right? Okay. So, they say we should not give a tight and offering again, Abby, because they can tight to widows. And how, many, how many of uh, orphan and widow are they tightening to? That's what, that's what me, I want to know now. They are tightening. Okay, so who are you tightening to? But there's one thing we know 
about the order around tithing is that you tithe where you are blessed. Right? The blessed, so the lower is blessed of the higher. That's what we, the, 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 we were taught in, in the, in the Melchizedek, Melchizedek order. Right? So after uh, Abraham has you know, fought the kings, five kings, kings, is it one of their kings, slaughter of the kings, right? Chandalaoma, I don't know, that name is one of that stick, Chandalaoma, that was those kind of names, eh? Then he took his spoils, he gave part, right, to Melchizedek, he paid tight in him, then he blessed him. You see, right? So you see that he gave, that tightening is still part of giving, then blessing came. So people that now have revelation now, because like Reverend said, he said he doesn't know about it, I don't know. Eh? If he doesn't know, I don't know the mystery around tithing. But one thing I know is that it is biblical, and it is scriptural, and it works. Trust me, it works. There are some things that, you know, you don't, okay, why are you fighting it? Why, what's your problem? The, even if you can't think about, okay, you are arguing about Old Testament, New Testament. Okay, let's, let's just go into the life of God. Can we find a sense about giving? Yes, now. For, Lord, for God so long, he gave. Right? They don't want us to know how much they are giving in church anymore. So they want to, they want to be given to orphans and to, to that we, can't, we can't take record whether they are tithing or not. <laughs> I just be making a joke, Sha. But you know, you know when, when you tithe, you know, you know the people that record, you know. So all those, all those, and that's one thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they are angry against. I don't know. You know, people around money, they always know what everybody is tithing. Yeah. They have everybody's record. I know, and I know some hearts will be like, I don't, I don't want these people to know that I'm any ten dollars per, per hour. <laughs> What's your problem? You just donate your own. Forget that. Just, forget that shame. And and then some, eh, out of maybe shame or something, they don't know. They not. They just or or wait for like five times before they tight, so that so that it will it will pile up. <laughs> and they just tight it and then. Skills. <laughs> so that maybe the person taking record does not take account of when you last tithed, but anytime you show, it's just that like there's a certain amount that just landed. Ah! So the Lord is blessing me. You know? Don't worry yourself about all those ones. You know? those, that's not your problem. Um, there will always be people that will collect and it's okay. Somebody will always know. But that's not your problem. Right? Your only is just to follow God and love God and, and just do what you need to do. So, Tithing, offering, you know, this, that offering area, I don't know. Why am I talking about Titan offering today? Why am I talking about Titan offering? Eh? You, know, so, you, know, you know, in church, many souls don't give. Eh? They'll be waiting. Okay, when the Lord has blessed me, I'll, I'll give. They won't will, they will give. They just they will wait, wait, wait. No, no, give me nothing. Ah, wait, are you blessed? Yeah. Ah. Scripture tells you now that you give your kana, you, you give your kana, uh-huh, you reap eternal life. So they're telling us that it's possible to, for your money, as you are giving it, it seems like nothing, but it can actually purchase for you eternal life. What that means is that you don't know how the Lord would, because you've given, <laughs> let me put it this way, the best way to do it is scripture that tells us about the memorial. Cornelius yeah. was giving alms, and then that went as a memorial. And when he went to God as a memorial, what happened? 
God set in motion everything that needed to happen for him to be born again. That's it. His arms and it was giving. And they went up as a So when you are giving, you are also reminding the Lord, Lord, I need eternal life. And whatever the Lord needs to do, arrange to bring you in, the Lord can arrange it. So inside the nature of God, we see clearly giving is a blessing. The first thing God does is he gives. Because God is the first, God is not asking you what he has not done. Imagine giving your own self to die. Who can do that? Even in this day and age, thank God that God did it too. Because, and Abraham, thank God for Abraham. His son, his only son. Today, I don't know if anybody will have that grace to do that. Let me not just say, maybe because of our zeal now, we, can, we are saying, ah, we can do it, we can do it, but let me not say we can, because I don't know. That's the truth of the matter. I don't know if they say, oh, yeah, oh, that only son, take olive. We are not far Will I not say, Lord, what are you saying? Even if I would do it, I know I will pray for like a year first. Even if I would do it. Maybe I'll pray. Okay, okay, let me let me make sure I'm hearing God well. Lord Jesus, is it your will that I offer my child? I know I will give you everything, but Lord just I want to hear I want to hear it clearly. Lord, speak. Once have you spoken twice, twice. Lord. <laughs> Two or three. Lord is one. Now the second time. After the second time. Now the third. One more, one more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, okay, we are good, we are good. Time is there's still time. It's like, it's like when we start early, it's like time, time used to used to favor also. I like this time thing. Because by now, I feel by now normally I would have been at maybe twelve o'clock or something. Sorry, at one o'clock or something. But now, okay, okay, God is helping us. Amen. How long have I been preaching? I don't think it's that long. But let's go, let's go. Anyways, let's forget about time for now. But I know by before or by one thirty we'll be done. You see that the Lord, when it comes to giving, giving is, is, is something that should be natural in the heart. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have to be telling you, please, give. You know, when the church is already begging, you know many times on the altar they'll come and they'll give sermon. <laughs> it's to encourage souls <laughs> to give. And when they encourage souls to give like that, it's because there's a need. Right? But okay, let's, let's, today, let's just talk about giving, you know. It's good to give. And then they would, after that, during, during, they would even try to remind us during the offering. You give, he shall be given unto you, you give. <laughs> they are telling you that, see, don't worry. It will be given back to you, just, right? The Lord is just giving, showing, telling us about the order of gaining life. And when you practice it in the natural, it, it's not a waste. It's like, you know, when, when we know that baptisms, right, is in the spirit, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, there are baptisms you have to come to in doctrine. But the Lord is not excuse baptism by water. Right? When you get born again, you know, you show your faith, you know, by going to bab- being baptized, right? If the Lord would have removed that, if it was now that Jesus has died, there's no need to, why? Because now you need to be baptized by the Holy Ghost. So there's no need to go on water. But we still do it. And there's something about it, right? You might be able to put your hand in. There's something that that thing does to you. I just, I, I, I may not be able to explain it to you. 
right? But there's just a wisdom about things spiritually, right? Of I don't know. I got, I got baptized one day. I just only go. I just felt me ah, let me baptized, and I, I and I was not doing it because you know there's some doctrine about unless you are baptized inside water, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you must be baptized. And the funny thing is, there was a day I heard it on the altar in Canada here. I heard it. I'm like ah, in this day and age. Or maybe it was just a comment, like maybe because the person likes scripture, right? And maybe they were telling people about being baptized, right? And they used scripture. To, but I don't know, but it's like, it's like so because they were about to do a baptism. So not be baptized, no, it's good to be baptized. They say, you know, if you don't do it, you will not enter the kingdom. I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> so maybe it was a, maybe it was a sleep. Sleep of tongue. You know, I have, to, I have to give an excuse so that, so that I don't start talking in a weird way. I say, okay, maybe it's, maybe, but there are some doctors that are, but it's not about, it's not about that. I, I was just moved inside of me by the Holy Ghost. Ah, I should be baptized. And I did it. I did it, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. So baptism is, is good. So just like I was saying, even giving your money, giving offerings, is, is, a, is, a, is a, number one, it's not your waste. Number two, as the scripture says, it can purchase for you eternal life. Right? Because that can go up as a memorial. Because most of the time, we, we spiritual people we are so spiritual now that we don't need to give. The Lord will provide. Have I mean? We are very spiritual now. We just we don't need. The Lord, the Lord will rain manna. Right? From heaven. <laughs> the Lord will rain manna. Lord, just rain manna from heaven. And the Lord will do, will do so. But the Lord, as he will rain manna, will rain manna now through men. You'll be so surprised that, that unless on a dire need, the Lord can make money appear. But the Lord does not do that these days. He just, he just move men to give. Just move them. And as they respond, blessing is tied to it. I don't know anybody will be saying that uh, they are tripping people to give so that, you know, please, sorry, it's not like that. Number one, again, if I don't talk about this thing, I'm cheating you. Yes, Why, well, the Lord, I was, I was talking to Pastor Femi one day. He was, I said, say, you don't see me, I don't even talk near, near money. And the thing is true, he said, me, I don't like going near that place. Then he said, it's true, him too. Say, one day the Lord told him that if he does not tell his people, he's cheating them of their blessing. I said, eh? Hey. He yeah. said, wow. So it's true, shower, because some just don't know. Yeah. It's not like they don't want them, they just don't know. So his own work is just to let them know. And then it's up to them. Right? So giving is a, how did I handle that giving? I was talking about muscle. Okay. So giving is a, is a, is a practice in the spirit tied to blessing. To, and what is blessed is that which flows from God or the life of God. That's blessing. Things inside Christ are blessings. Anything tied to God is tied to blessing. There is nothing of God that is devoid of blessing. Nothing. And, and you know what's funny? If they ask you what is blessing now, you can't define it. Can you define blessing? Because the true definition of blessing is inside your spirit. Right? You know when you are blessed. You know. 
And when you check it, it's usually when word coming to you, you receive, and when word coming to you or flowing to you, or you're under the, the presence, anointing, or word, life flowing inside of you, you, you feel blessed. Why do you feel blessed? Because blessing has come. So you feel blessed. Not to tell you that true blessing has nothing to do with the gaining of the natural. When you get things in the natural, right, the Lord can, the Lord can, the Lord can use it maybe as a sign. I don't even know if I should say it's a sign. I don't know. There's a sense I'm trying to give here concerning when you have come into plenty of things, like a thousand cattle on the hill, that you can have a thousand cattle on the hill. No, I have, a, I have, I don't know, say I have, a, I know someone that, you know, there were a fleet of cars, right, around them. I mean, they sell it, right, and also they get access to different, different cars they drive around. So, I'm like, you're always driving, and then I'm just blessed. I laughed. Right, because, and it's true, when I check his arrangement, and it, his sense of blessing, even though it's spiritual, is tied to things in the natural. Right? So when most people talk about blessing, even though they know that it's God that blesses, they can't conceptualize what spiritual blessing is. Amen. I wonder what I'm doing with that discussion. Just, you know. Amen. They can't conceptualize what spiritual blessing looks like. They can't. Because what they've been used to is that whatever it is in the spirit that is must, must show itself in the natural. Either in plenty of things, in job, in money. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not always. It's not always. You can be so rich inside of you, and you just have enough for the day. You can be so rich, richer than the richest man on this earth, and, and you don't have much in your account. You just have enough. And one thing is certain. One thing is certain. And I, I want us to get, all get this thing and understand it. Since I was young, now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. It means that no, it does not matter how, how poor you think you are. Eh? You can never be forsaken. That's just the truth of the matter. You can't. When I say you can never be forsaken, what I meant is that you would always have enough for the day. I'm not going to talk about tomorrow. Because well, that's where problem comes in. And the scripture tells <laughs> scripture tells us, but this will have to balance it. Because now, you know, in our mind you can now besides saying, ah, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Then finish all the money you have today. Finish spending it. Please. That's all that's all we are saying. That's all we are saying at all. Right? That that one is not wise. We are not being wise when we do that. Right? I'm just, I'm, what I'm talking more talking about is a spiritual disposition towards gain, going after money. You know, always want more, always want more, all those kind of things. Calm down. Do you have enough for the day? Okay. Because part of having enough for the day is your utmost. You know, there's a difference between what you need and what you want. Okay, you need to eat. Okay, you just need to wear clothes, eat money evening and night. Finish. But then, when we are not being wise, when you can now add, eh, I just feel like I eat it, it's all, buy it. I feel like that's a bite. As long as I have enough for the day, tomorrow we'll kill, kill yourself. No, you are suffering yourself. Because your requirement is having food and raiment. And your food, how many do you want to eat? Do you want to eat the whole world? Abby? So there's wisdom in these things. You have to have wisdom. 
Amen. I, I don't know why I'm tied down to this money thing now. I have to, I, I'm, honestly, I'm trying to move on from here. I'm trying to speak, but it's like I'm just there in a way. Right? So, I've talked about the, the spiritual um, things tied around giving, right? The sign that the Lord is showing by asking you to give, meaning lose, so you can gain. Because when you are giving, you are taking out, you are losing out of what you have. And the Lord would bless you. He will increase you. It's not that it's not just be because of what God to bless you now. Doing the, I'm not saying you should not give. But I'm saying that just have a pure mind to give it. Right? Because there's a way that we want, we want God to give us plenty of money. In the past, in the past, people have done it. And it worked. But now we know better that your focus is spiritual growth. And also, you should not, you should not be upset. You should not be out of touch with giving, offering, tithe, and all those things. Those things, those are not the things that they should be cajoling you. They don't have to preach on the altar. If they are preaching on the altar, you should not be part of the people they are preaching to before you give money. It's babies. It's babies that they preach to. Please give. It's babies. But you are not sucklings. Yeah? You people are not sucklings. Babies are sucklings anymore. I mean, that one, I, me, I know. So, they don't have to preach to you to give. You should, should give freely because God gives. Amen. So, the reason why I talk about giving is because I was talking about money, right? And I was talking about how money is tied to most things, right? <clears throat> to lose and then gain. Ah, that's how I enter money. Wow. Lose and then gain. So, the law was giving us a sense, right, about the order of life there. I think that's where I'm flowing from. And then I was talking about um, okay, well, that's muscle. That's why I moved to muscle. But there's, there's, a, there's a bridge in between. Something I'm trying to remember. So muscle moved into, I know there, I'll talk about name and money. And money, right? <laughs> Oh, I've talked about name now. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about money. Okay. So I've explained the name. Two things tied, right? To muscle life. Right? I say muscle life. The things we call blessing. Okay. So we'll talk, I've talked about the name. I expect where you can, you can see that, that particular MBA, BBA, that thing can pump you. You can be doing it for the pump. But not just the pump, also tied to the money. Right? Because after you, you shall want the, the moolah. Want the money, and then we have all kinds of issues. And then we can we also even tell God excuse that it's because we want money, so we can give more. That's why we are going after these things. It's for the kingdom. You know, it's not for the, it's for yourself, please. It's not for the kingdom. The kingdom does not need your money. The kingdom does not need your money. What the kingdom needs is your soul. If you are saying that the local churches, they need your money, yes, it's needed to run things. But the kingdom, talk about the kingdom of God and the local church, even though they have destiny tied together, they're not the same thing. Right? Their destiny tied together, but they're not the same. Right? So you have, you have a kingdom, which is where the blessing of God is. Yeah? It's flowing from his kingdom. It has to come from there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah, did I open the Bible yet? 
Because I'm seeing. No, I don't think I have open Bible. Oh, Father Lord Jesus, eh? the Lord will help us. Amen. So, so, I, no, most of the time I feel silent now. But it felt like I've opened the Bible. But I don't think I have. <laughs> Amen. So, so um, I've talked about giving. I think, I think I'm missing something. Ah, God help me. Who can remember what I was saying before talking to it? I want to go, but somehow, maybe I'll just give up and go and just, but, eh? Yes. Okay. And then that's how we go to Jesse, and then the muscle, the blessing. I will start talking about what we call we call blessing, what men see as blessing, right? All the muscles, mm-hmm. all the muscles in Jesse's house. So I then started talking about our own muscle, so that can answer money, MBA, BBA, CCPA, MMIA. BBA, all those things, BBP, PDP. <laughs> APC, all those things. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Right, so I was talking about, and then I talked about the principle of, I was talking about releasing to gain. Principle in the kingdom, right? Releasing to gain is a, is a thing. So then I must be talking about gaining. Right? Losing to gain. Okay. I guess I was just talking about the Lord blessing through giving. I think that was, that was what I was talking about. It's okay. Let's move on. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, um, how I got there was, I was just talking about, oh, yeah, it's true. I think time has gone, so I should, try, I should probably start moving forward. So, I've talked about, you know, what God, what God I'm still talking about blessing, right? So, we, we've seen how Jay said, the Lord found a man after his own heart. And it is the blessing, right, of the Lord, right, is tied to his heart. Wherever anybody is going after God's heart, God will rest blessing on them, right? That's what I was saying. So which means you are blessed for wanting to know God. Just going after God, one thing is sure for you, you are blessed. You are, you are too blessed. So you see that this is what you call blessing. Imagine just sitting down here and hearing a word. Don't you think that's blessing? That's blessing. What heaven is depositing inside of you right now as you are hearing a word, you can't quantify it with money. You can't even quantify it if you, if you try to measure it with any earthly things. You can't. It's not possible. Why? Because what you are receiving are things for eternal things. Are eternal blessed things that when they check it, it can lead to eternal life. It can give eternal life. Those are, that's what you call blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we see that they call for, so they now move into the house of JC. Let me move forward. And they see all these hefty, hefty men. What men naturally call blessing. But that's not blessing. Then the Lord said to Samuel, no, 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 no. This is not the one. That is not the one. That is not the one. No, 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 no. He is not the one. After they have exhausted all of them, how many of them were there? Ah, I can't remember, but okay, I'll leave that thought. It's like, it's like, I'm trying to, it's like, no, let me leave it. There's something that I'll, I'll check it later. But it's, it's this one, no, that 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 one, no,
Samuel asked, do you still have even the father? Even the father. He didn't forget. He did not count him. He didn't count him as someone useful. Right? Because maybe in the father's eyes, see those FT. Ah, okay, you are looking for a king. Okay, look at Saul. Okay, okay. Who's better? Who, who's better looking? Look at all my sons. See this one. Is that one? Yeah. And then say no. Ah, the Lord has rejected everybody else. Ah, do you have any other son somewhere? Ah, yes, I have a son, but he's always with the sheep. Yeah, yeah. There's one. Meaning that the father too does not does, was not can't descend where blessing would land. So don't be angry. When men look at you now, you are hearing word. They are like, no, don't listen to the word. All those, uh, they, they can't descend blessing. Hmm? Or maybe somebody has looked at you and they've written you off. Can anything good come out of you? That's a lie. You are the Lord's destiny. And the Lord is your destiny. If I am the Lord's destiny, then what, do you, what are you saying? No, pardon me for using the word destiny. But you get the sense of what I'm trying to say. Right? Uh-uh. You are the Lord's destiny. You are, you are who the Lord wants to build his house in. The Lord is building you as his house. It means that you are his destination. If, if, if you know destiny is also I start to destination. If the Lord wants to dwell in you, meaning that you are God's destination, you are God's destiny. Just ask, he is your destination and he is your destiny. That is, that's your destiny of man. There's a destiny in the soul. It's like this soul. This thing I was telling earlier, this soul has a calling. It's to return back to his maker. The soul has a destiny, a calling inside. I must return back to him who has made me. That's the destiny of the soul. Right? But that's it. See, the man just, just looked at him and said, no, this guy, you know, just one man. But he does not know that that's God's heart. That's the man after God. I mean, that's why he was with the sheep, tracking the bear, fighting lions. God was, God was, God was seeing a man after his heart. The father was seeing a man just taking care of the sheep. That has no use. So most of the time, you might, you might even see yourself as if you have no use. That's a lie. You're not just going through fire for nothing. You're not just going through pain for nothing. For this present suffering, it's the scripture calls them, they call them for this temp is they call they use the word temporal there. What's, what's, for this temporal, is it temporal? For this, for this light affection, afflictions, is for but for this for you a, a, a more important weight of glory. For this light affliction, which is for but a moment. That's what I'm trying to remember. Which is for but a moment. So you see now that whatever you are going through, it might seem forever. It's for but a moment. Nothing lasts forever. That thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if they got it from scripture or anything, but I know it's true. Whether natural or spiritual is a thing that is not. Nothing lasts forever. The only thing that lasts is God. If you don't have God, you can't last. That's just the truth of the matter. Yeah? But most people don't think about lasting. But I don't know why they try to immortalize themselves by looking for a way to defeat death. I don't know. They're, in a way, some people have gotten a sense of, I, don't want, I want to last beyond. But nothing lasts. Even this body. 
What's even this body? The body was not designed to not last. It was designed to actually last. But something has entered to corrupt that lastingness inside the flesh. So now, even the body does not last. But the Lord is going to make it last on the last day. That's another, that's another thing entirely. But the truth of the matter is that nothing lasts forever. And anything without God's touch cannot last. That's just, a, that's just a summary. Anything outside God's touch can't last forever. It cannot last. It can't just here today, gone tomorrow. That's just how it is. Amen. So our light affliction is for but a moment. It's for but a moment. Amen. Are we blessed already? Ah, now I have to start speeding up. Oh, time is going. Time is going. So, even if this way I stop, I'll just stop and then we'll go. But let me, let me, let me try and finish the message. Amen. Amen. So, we now see that the Lord has taken the blessing eh, for the house of J.C. He found Judah. Judah, right? Out of the house of J.C. Because it's from the tribe of Judah, right? And then they found David, a man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. And that's how the blessing right, found its way into Judah. So the, after the blessing has moved and moved and moved and moved and moved, it found its way right, in Judah to find expression. And that's where our Lord Jesus came through. Now I said that Jesus is tied to blessing. Why? Because the blessing, right? The Lord God gave it. In blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. They are talking, they are, they are talking, God was giving Abraham the promise. So in blessing, I will bless thee. Meaning that God actually gave Abraham his blessing, which we see in Christ. So what God called blessing is not what men call blessing. Amen. So after uh, Abraham, sorry, after the blessing came through Judah. Right? It already left, I would say it already left Levi. They will now see, now see uh, Paul in Hebrews telling us that if the promise was after the, Le- the Leviticus order. I mean, okay, okay, let's read that. I think this is where I will not paraphrase. Let's read it. Hebrews, is it five? Let's read it. I'm tying something, but uh, I have a destiny, destination where I was supposed to go, but there's a destination this morning. Ah! It's like, it's like I feel like preaching. I've been preaching, have you? Okay. It's like we're in a preaching season. Wait, oh. Hebrews, have you? So Hebrews chapter, chapter, I think it's chapter five. Let me see. Mm. Is this seven eleven? Eh? Oh yes, yes, that's it. So, uh, let me read from verse seven. Say, and without. All contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Okay, we've talked of that. And here, men that die receive tithes. Ah, no wonder we're talking about tithes, you see. Now I know we're talking about tithes. I guess, I guess we've preached this message and then we'll move forward. 
So maybe it's chapter, maybe it's Hebrews 7 I should have come to and then we start. <laughs> right from the beginning, yeah? But the Lord is merciful. Amen. So, so that means I've been teaching from this book since. So, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here, men that die receive tithes. That's they're talking about uh, the priesthood, right? They receive tithes during that. But there, he receiveth them, of whom it is witness that he liveth. Say, and as I may, as and as I may so say, Levi also who received tithe, who received tithe, right, paid tithe in Abraham, for he was yet in the loin of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. Amen. So we see that. So they were talking about perfection here, right? So if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood. And of course we know that this perfection they're talking about is tied to blessing. Right? A Perfection is a blessed state. This perfection, so if perfection were by Levitical order, the perfection that couldn't happen in Levitical order, God set it in Christ, whereby it is possible to come to perfection. And actually, the state of perfection is a state of blessing. Anybody that has come to perfection has been receiving blessings. You can't get to perfection without blessing. You must be blessed to be moved to perfection. Why? You must be, be receiving what they call spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ to move into perfection. Amen. I think, I think, I think, I think I'm about to round up. I'm rounding up already. Because I see it's as if the thing is already dying down. It's time to round up. But we'll see. So if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priest, okay. So we've seen that, right? There should rise another after the order, so, and, and, not after, and not be called after the order of Aaron. Amen. Amen. So we see here that Levite, or the Levitical priesthood, did not have the blessing. Or they, they used to have it. You would have a sense that maybe blessing will come from there, but it didn't. Blessing moved. Moved into Judah. Amen. 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 It moved into what? It moved into Judah. So I was, I was, let me, let me retrace my step back a bit. So I was talking about the blessing, right, moving. And I talk about the laws and the prophet, right? Always, the laws and the prophet is always with the priesthood, right? Which is for Israel, right? Israel is the blessed. And out of Israel, the blessing came out of Judah, right? So they, they initially, ah, let me trust the blessing again. So out of Israel, it moved into Judah, right? But, but, but after Judah, he actually left Israel. Are we seeing the blessing? Right? So Judah, during the time of Judah, was when, so Saul has left, blessing left Saul, because Saul was not after God's heart. Then he came upon Judah, right? Where it was David. Then David began to take the land, right? Then David was the one that was taking the land that Israel should have taken since. 
right? Because do you know when they should have taken the land? It's only a time of Joshua. But they didn't take it. Moved to the time of the judges. Moved to Saul. Moved to until David. That was when they now finally took over all the lands. They decided dividing everything. Amen. And the Lord, although the Lord told them, see, you're not, you're not going to take all of them out of the land at once, so that the beast of the land does not multiply against you. So you're going to take them one, one by one. But to me, they asked me, he was not supposed to take them that long. The problem they were facing was because they were falling short of blessing. Right? And what's the blessing that the Lord, what's the sign of the blessing that we can see in Israel? It was telling, it was telling, was telling uh, Moses, bless them. This is how you bless the people of Israel. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Meaning that wherever the blessing is, being kept is certain. Israel was being kept by the blessing. So no other nation could overthrow them. The moment they forget about God, and God warned them in Deuteronomy, make sure that you don't, just make sure you serve the Lord that God. You shall love him with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy might, right? With all thy soul. But Israel, once in a while, they go a warring with other gods. They fall short of blessing. Then the other nations will ransack them. Then after a while, they will repent. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then after repenting, right? After repenting, the blessing will come again. Then they will win. They will start taking over. Later, until David, that's when they finally take all the land, then blessing was on Judah. Then after a while, eh, you are blessed now, you know, because the Lord is blessing you. Why? To get us born again, you know, it's a sign of partaking of the blessing. Ah, thank God. Now, ah, ah. Let me quickly rush you so I can finish quickly. Because now I'm remembering what I, where I'm coming from fully. Oh, wow. Because I left, I was talking about the need for Christ. That's how I landed here, right? And I have to quickly go back there. So, so, so we see that the blessing now left, now left Judah. It now come upon the nation. Or it moved into the, Genti the Gentiles, right? Which is why you and I can become a people of God. We are no longer, we are no longer Gentiles or aliens. Right? We, are not, we are no longer alien to the commonwealth of God. So meaning that we are no longer alien to the blessing and the life of God by the reason of Jesus. We are no longer alien. Jesus come with reconciliation. Right? He said God was in Christ reconciling the world back to himself. So the world has gone astray. The world has gone a worrying about other gods. The world has gone into many things. But the Lord began to restore men and then began to, in Jesus, and then he began to call, began to call, right, men back to himself. But what I'm seeing here is that the blessing is no longer in Israel. This blessing is now upon all men. Anyone that can partake of the blessing. So you now see the, the, how God moves. Are we seeing the movement of God inside, inside, inside the world? First, God moved into a man. Then out of that man, the man, the man expanded to be a nation, and then that nation expanded. She just—it's like a life flowing in Abraham. They move upon the nation. Then we have blessing, but that blessing, eh, 
is in is in is is giving in different different ways in different stages the first blessing like i said the first blessing that we receive we won't get born again how to how to touch the blessing is that first you must be born again when you are born again you've come into the mini, you've come into the first dispensation of blessing right how many of us think that having the Holy Ghost is blessing? It is too much blessing. Why is it that until we've talked about how many cars we have and how many, why we don't feel blessed? Until we have a phone that when we shine it like this, men will marvel. We don't feel blessed. Why is it that until we drive a car that we do like this in the steering wheel and do guy? You know there's a, you know, there's a sense when you're driving, you do like this. And most of us don't drive like that anymore, right? What you see me driving? Eh? And it's loud. And people can't. You loud it so that they can. It's not just for you. Everybody must hear it. They say, bam, 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 bam. Must be blessed. So don't feel guilty because you are, you are playing maybe cleft music and you loud it. I don't want to make you feel guilty. This is different. You know, this one is different. This one, I can't. Ah, I remember this thing inside of me a long time ago. Back in Nigeria then. Before I even come here. As I'm driving, my hand will be like this. And, and then you know you will sit straight. Then you hold the steering wheel like that. And then sometimes you can even be like this. And then you be driving. And then you now loud the appropriate music, that one. And then loud it. And then you make sure that everybody's hearing and everybody's blessed. With, with, the, with the sound. Why don't we feel blessed until we do all those kind of things? Why? Why must, why must, why must, why can't the blessing just be that you have a sound mind? Why can't the blessing just be that you are communing with the Holy Ghost? Why can't the blessing, ah, I'm so blessed that I am communing with the Spirit, I'm so blessed. That I have the Holy Ghost, I am so blessed. Amen. So you now see that the Lord, when, when, you don't see blessing, the Lord, it, God was actually trying to deal with the cost that Adam put on, on creation. The Lord was mindful to want to remove costs. I don't want you to live the cost life. I want you to live a blessed life. I want you to live a blessed life. Then the Lord provide a provision of blessing until Christ Blessing was limited to the blessing in, upon Abraham. You know? It was limited. Not many nations have the blessing. Until Christ, blessing was limited. But the moment Christ came, he began to dispense blessing. So you now realized, uh -huh, I'll quickly say this so I can move further, because I think this is, the, that's what, this is what ties me to Ephesians 1 that I want to read since. Amen. Now see, and I'm rounding up, and I think that's just it. I think, I think we are good. Are we not? I think we are blessed already. But let's just say this. So you see that the Adam, right, was already blessed. It was the cursed life, right, that removed the blessing. Because he came into a cursed life. But Adam did not need a Christ. Why? Because the blessing in Christ in a way, it's inside him. 
But one thing I'm now saying is that the Lord actually do, did much more in Christ. Because he had to come, the Lord did much more. You know why? Because God put all his things in a man called Christ Jesus. Right? So that man called Christ, the Lord put all his things in him. All things consist. Right? But out of that Christ man, there's Christ inside of him. Right? The Christ of God. That's what I'm now referring to as what is holding the blessing. Do you understand? Eh? So what we call Christ, right? I'm not talking about the person of Jesus Christ now. I'm talking about the Christ of God. Meaning the, the has become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. His Christ is the, hey, how do I say this? So? His Christ is, 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 no, is what comes before. And of his Christ, or because it's his Christ that would deliver you. Right? I think what I'm, the picture of his Christ that I'm seeing is in Malachi 3, when he began to talk about the messenger of the covenant, right? Shall suddenly come to his temple. Right, you come as refiner's fire. You are seeing the ministry, the, the ministry of the Christ, right, which is to prepare you and deliver you to God. What I'm now saying is that inside that Christ is blessings, because there is a curse. After Adam fell, Adam was blessed. He was too blessed. He was naming animals. Then he fell, right, and then he came into a cursed life. The, 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 wherever God is or wherever God's destiny is, there can't be cause there. I now notice in Revelation, they also tell us there shall be no more cause. Yes. That's to tell you that we'll deal with everything that smell of curse. Mean that inside of you, that can't, there can't be, there can't be stain of curse. What's the stain of curse? I, I, we have been talking about it. There are the stains of lust, pride, name, fame, lust for money. Desire for my own self, desire for own things, wanting to have an edge over the other, wanting to be above, not wanting to be under, not wanting to be meek, not wanting to be instructed. All those things, those are stains. Those, those are, those are the result of the cost life, right? I mean, until the cost life, I don't think Adam had problem with submission. I don't think Adam had problem with giving. I know we talk about all those things. They have all those problems. The blessed life is not cursed. It doesn't have all those issues. So there shall be no more cause. What they are telling you is that they will remove every smell of curse. What does that mean? Ah, please, please, see this beauty. That means that, that means that anybody that comes into blessing will no longer think highly than they ought to think. They will not think, they will not think just, I'm trying to print a beautiful picture. It doesn't look beautiful because of how we are. But just imagine there shall be no more curse. And when I say there shall be no more curse, it means that that person will no longer think money more than God, won't think money more than brethren. That person will no longer think, why is my brother better than me in this thing? Will never, not, that kind of thing will never come near. Okay. They are grown me to want to be like that. Eh? 
Okay, they are okay. They are, okay, okay, okay. Ah, they are, they are, ah, they are not. They have not known this yet. Then you feel poor. That's a cost life. Eh? Imagine, you know, because you, you know, because maybe you've been able to grow in certain way, and then you now see, no, 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 no. Then you feel like you have an edge. It's different that you. No, I was talking earlier. I say I saw some people talking in a certain way, right? I wasn't saying them as if they were low. I was just saying that ah, there's a life here. But there's a way a heart can be. The moment you say that, you, you feel as if, yes, okay, ah, this, I'm on top, this was a low, hey, we are doing well, we are doing well. And then you feel like you can help them. Yeah. Not that you can't help them on a normal day. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the, where the feeling of you can help them is coming from. On a normal day, you should be able to help, yeah. help them. Why? Because the, the burning inside of everyone should be that. Oh my, say my, like, like Paul said, say my, my heart is for Israel. Though they have a zeal, but not with knowledge. Say, but is that they will, ah, what's that Romans 10? Please let me read it, sorry. I don't want to, I, I think it's important for me to paraphrase. In this, at this moment, I don't think paraphrasing is good. Maybe I would have paraphrased earlier, but this Bible, know me now, yeah, know me. Okay, okay, Romans 10, Romans 10. Right? Shabi is Romans 10. Uh-huh. It says, My brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Uh-huh. For I bear them record that they have the zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Most of the time, this is where most believers are. Right? They have a zeal, but not according to knowledge. Many are not like this because many you still have to help them. They are babies. Right? But you have, you have some Christians, you can see Christians full of faith. They have faith, but they not according to knowledge. They have zeal. For example, you can see somebody that want to pray, want to grow, but not according to knowledge. Why? Because there's a way to grow. You no, know, that spiritual growth thing, you just think, so, so most of it, if you check many Christians, what's inside their head is be able to pray for five hours and be able to know Bible. That's all. And then after that, the, the next thing is display gift. Check. That's mostly what most Christians call uh, growth. Or, and then maybe you are now in a ministry, like maybe you are singing or you are usher. I, I know the people that they see most is people that preach and, and sing. Ushers, we don't see them, but you don't, but you know that they don't want to come on so we can use that, right? You want to preach so that when you preach, finish power. You know you are growing spiritually. Or maybe you are singing, everybody is following your anointing. I'm growing. It's not about that. There's a way to grow. It's a, it must, growth must be according to knowledge. I mean, like you must know how to grow. You must know the proper way of growing. But also, it must be according to the knowledge of a person. Called Christ. It's according to knowledge. Right? So, according to, so that's what most people are. But our desire for fellow brethren must be that they must have a heart desire and prayer. So meaning that they are there to move us to pray. Right? For each that they might be saved. Mean that everybody, every of, the, of your friends that you are seeing that does not have more than that, your prayers for them is so that they can be saved. So that they will know that life is not a blessing and all those things. Because when you check it, the way Christians identify blessing, they don't associate blessing with their calling. And the thing about calling is that calling comes with blessing. The purpose of calling is that you are being called to be blessed. Say so that you might know what is the hope of his calling. 
When you are called, you are called to be blessed. So there need to be a redefinition of what blessing is. Eh? So now, I think we should be able to appreciate God in our lives now and be able to tell that we are blessed. Eh? You don't have to have a house, a car, to think you are blessed. Or, okay, what other things? Husband, wife, eh, you know. Because you might have job and all those things, and then you don't have husband or you don't have wife. And then, ah, Lord, bless me with husband. You're already blessed. Your husband will come too. Your wife will come too. All those things. Right? But I'm saying here that blessing is tied to the person of God. Anywhere God is, which means that every time you are chasing after God, what you are chasing after is blessing. Don't let anybody lie to you. Right? That is not worth it going for meetings. It's not worth it serving God. It's not worth it going to learn about God. Those are lies. When you do all that, you are going after blessing, true blessing that can what? Purchase for you other things. Say, but search for the kingdom and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added. So you see here, right? That there shall be no more curse. Meaning that you will come into blessings. When the curse is removed, eh? The only thing that can remain is blessing. Are we seeing it? So the absence of blessing. What, what, what is curse? Curse means absence of blessing. If you want to define curse, it means absence of blessing. So what is blessing? Blessing means absence of a cursed life. And it's a life. What is curse? It's the absence of a blessed life. What is blessing? Absence of a cursed life. So when there is a blessed life, you can't have a cursed life. It's not possible. When you have a blessed life, you cannot what? Have a cursed life. Which means that if you want to escape the curse of this world, or the curse that is working upon men, then we should be going after blessing. We should be going to descend blessing. We should be able to discern where blessing is. We know that many people can't discern blessing. But I know that one day, just like Paul prayed, they, 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 they will be saved. And in being saved, they will come to know blessing. Amen. So I read Ephesians chapter 1 and I think, I think that's why I'm going to end because of time. Are we blessed so far? Eh? Today we heard stories. Praise the Lord. So I read Ephesians. Chapter 1, I can quote it, but let me read it. Say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Say, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. You see that who is blessed is God. Who is the blessed, right? Is that not the only potentate, right? <laughs> you know who is the blessed. You see who is blessed? It's God. So meaning that wherever God is, blessing follows. God is blessed. It means that God is the blessed. Wherever blessing shows up, God must be there. So like I was saying, no wonder that blessing is tied to Israel, right? Because they have the blessing upon them. Now, thank God for Christ that published salvation 
or that published born, being born again, that allowed us to know that we can be born again. Because, because of that, we now have access into blessing. Amen. So, you receive the first blessing, which is the Holy Ghost, which we should drink. But there's another blessing. That, there's another allocation of blessing we should come into. Which God calls blessing. You see, blessed be God, yes, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So you now see where they kept blessing is in heavenly places in Christ, which is the answer to the cause in Adam. You see? The cause that Adam brought, the answer to it is in Christ. The answer to it is in Christ. So you cannot see why is every soul will have a calling into this blessing. Why? Because every soul, we are all going astray. We are going to shoot for slaughter. Right? No one loves God. No, not one. We are all gone at our ways. Right? None of us, we, none of us care about the things of God. It is the message of God that even got us born again. But they're not telling us that, see, there's an answer to the cost line. This answer is in Christ. This answer is in the kingdom. Because it's inside the kingdom you get Christ. But they can begin to minister blessings from there to you. They are called heavenly blessings. They are called spiritual blessings. Meaning they are blessings tied to being spiritual. So when I say being spiritual, I'm not just talking about, pray, you know, I'm a spiritual person because I pray. You, know, you, are, you, are, you are doing spiritual things. Yes, awesome. But that's what we call a spiritual man. It's Christ. And you can be that spiritual man. And to be that, you must receive the spiritual blessings. It is spiritual blessings that makes up a spiritual man. Any man that receives spiritual blessing becomes spiritual. So if they want to turn you eh, and move you into the kingdom, that means that they're already giving you blessing from the kingdom. The kingdom is blessing. Anybody that receives the kingdom receives blessing. Amen. So the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants to increase you. So if the Lord, if that means that in the heart of God, in the mind of God, there's a desire to give you himself because he is the blessed. Right? And we now see that they kept this blessing in Christ. So Christ is the answer to cause. Many believers, even though they are born again, they have not yet escaped the cursed life. Why? Because what the Gentiles seek is what they seek. The cursed life, it ties to the Gentilic nation because the Gentiles, they don't have any sense of God. Even though they've heard about Israel and all those things, they still go about their own God because they can't just remove themselves from it. But Israel, God has called them to separate them, to show and, and giving them his blessing, right? But Gentiles don't know anything, they don't know anything in God. They just go about their way, right? So if what, so you can't say that there's a lifestyle the Gentile would live that would be devoid of God and as a result, devoid of blessing. So anytime people follow after God, they are going after blessing. So you are not, you are not, you are not stupid, you are not insane, Right? For deciding to leave everything you are doing to come for a meeting this morning. You are not foolish. You are, what you are looking for is you are looking for a blessing. And the blessing you will get. Amen. I say blessing you will get. Amen. The Lord will put his blessing upon you. 
The Lord said, this is how you will bless the people. Say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. I said, you will be kept by the message of God in the name of Jesus. He said, you will, be, he, said, you will he will put his name upon you. He said, will, may he bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May the face of the Lord begin to shine upon you in the name of Jesus. And to give you his blessing. Oh, may he cause his countenance to lift up upon you and give you peace. I say you are blessed. You are blessed in the day. You are blessed in the night. You are blessed in your going out. You are blessed in your coming in. I say the blessing of the Lord will flow in you, both in the spirit and even in the natural. The blessing of the Lord will be said, and you would put my name upon them. His name is a sign of a seal. Whatever the name of the Lord is upon is a sign of a seal. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. Those are seals that you have. You have the seal of the Holy Ghost. You have the seal of Christ. You have the seal of God or the seal of the Son. If I put it that way. I says, when you have a name being put, say so you put my name upon and Israel will be blessed. I said, the Lord will put his name upon you. You shall receive his name on you. You shall increase in his name. You shall increase in the name of the Holy Ghost. You shall increase in the name of Christ. You shall increase and increase and increase until you come into the name of God. In the name of Jesus. Can we begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight, this morning? Father Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for your word which you've given us today. We thank you for putting your blessing upon us. Because we know that your desire for us this morning is for us to be blessed. We pray, Father Lord, that we carry this blessing wherever we go in the name of Jesus. We'll be blessed in the shower. We'll be blessed when we lie down. We'll be blessed when we rise up. We'll be blessed when we're taking a walk. We'll be blessed when we are lying down. Father, we pray, Lord, that the, your intention for this blessing will remain in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that in blessing us is also in communion with the Holy Ghost. Father, we pray that the communion of the Holy Ghost will increase in the name of Jesus. The blessing of your spirit will increase upon our heart in the name of Jesus. Whenever we are struggling to make decisions that is blessed, Lord, we pray that the grace of as of your blessing, because you have lifted your countenance upon us, Lord, we pray that grace to respond to you will be released in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, precious name, we have prayed. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.